This is the start of the show. Welcome. Thank you for spending time. Thank you for jerking off to the sound of my voice for the next hour, which is how long it's probably going to take you to come because you're jerking off to my voice and my voice is not that sexy. That's how we're starting the show. Welcome to episode 70 of the Tim Vexel Bomb Show. I am now a heavy smoker. That's one change I've made for the better in my life is that I decided to become a chain smoker. Okay. It's not a... We got a problem because I only got one cigarette for this whole episode. It's already halfway finished. We got a problem already. I'm just kidding. I'm not a chain smoker or else I would have brought the whole pack indoors with me. I'm one of those people who smokes indoors and outdoor. I light it indoors, I walk outside, I walk right back in indoors because it's too cold. It's like 40-something degrees. It's like 50. It's in the 50s of the degrees in Fahrenheit. I know some friends of the show, uh, Tim, thank you for listening across the seas, whether that's the even just the Gulf of Mexico. That's, you know, even if you're just in South America or, or Hawaii or, no, that's the other way. If you're in Hawaii, that doesn't count as overseas. That's inter- That's continental uh, United States. That's the same continent. That's why they say continental United States. But I, I'm just saying, I appreciate everybody that's listening that understands that this is. There's a lot of podcasts, and this is one of the worst ones. So that's why I have to be like really appreciative that you're not only listening to this one, but that. That it's a bad one, so it's like I have to be like be very thankful. So I'm very thankful for the people that are spending time with me. Hopefully, that's my goal, is that my voice is good enough for some people to jerk off to. In the background, I'm saying. Not like listening directly, but you know how sometimes you got a YouTube video on in the background and you start jerking off and it's not porn. But it's like a dude, it's just some dude's voice on a podcast and you're straight, but you still let it play because it's just background sound, man. You want something in the background to soothe you when you jerk it off. And I'm I'm trying to do that right now by not being too interesting. I don't want to have people like, I don't want to fuck up people's trip, you know, their jerk it off trip. Uh, you know, like, because I just found this out earlier today. I was like, I was like, you know, some people have to be in the right mood to even jerk off. Because sometimes you might be jerking off and it's like, yeah, this just isn't doing it. I need something potent to get me to climax or, or else it just it takes work. And sometimes a thought will slip in that totally ruins it. Like, you'll think of some dude, for some reason, that you don't, like, an o- ugly older guy, like an ugly old middle-aged man will slip into your head for some reason. Not even because you're listening to one on a podcast. That's, I'm saying if you're, like, literally trying to, because that's soothing. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, the opposite of soothing. An ugly, because I'm straight, and this is only, you know, but actually it doesn't matter if you're fucking straight. I'm talking, and nobody's attracted to this person I'm picturing in my head. This person does not get anybody's rocks off. 
You have to be fucking... He's past his prime. Some people are just past their prime. They don't get jerked off to at all. Voice or otherwise. Sometimes they have an obnoxious voice too. And they're old and ugly. Being old is not like a... The thing to stop people from jerking off to them. It's it's certainly one of the most important variables when it comes down to it. But I'm just saying... For men, it's not. If you're a man, being attractive, like, um, sorry to be so all over the place and confusing people. This is not going to be a six in uh, 690-minute <laughs> podcast like the previous episode, but based on the how long this intro is going, it could be. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not going to be more than a, than an hour and a half. At the very most. I like to go an hour 15. But anyway, we're still in the intro portion. Like, I am thankful for the people that are using me as a, you know, background sound. I don't want to pause for too long. If I pause for more than, like, two seconds, people go, what the fuck? It'll take them out of their their fucking jerk-off session. Because you want something that's soothing and fills the void, the absence of quietness. You don't want to just jerk off in a quiet room with no uh what do you call that background noise sorry i could just sit here and not talk while i'm thinking of the word but then people would be like why did you stop talking i'm trying to jerk off keep talking if you live in like a busy city you could just open the window and you'll hear traffic and sirens which is very common and like you know and then you can just jerk off from that noise just the sound of the city is enough background noise where it's like, okay, I, I, that's all I needed. But if you have the absence of any, uh, of any background noise, no white noise, I prefer, it's why jacking off, it's why I like jerking off in the shower is better than not in the shower. But then again, you got to stand. If you have a fucking chair in your shower... That's a good place to jerk off, but I don't have one of those. I'm not rich anyway. I used to be rich a couple years ago. And that's why I I lack confidence these days. Because what's really tied to a man's confidence and self-respect is their finances. And if they see somebody doing better, it's it's a very strong point of insecurity uh, for men. I don't know if this applies to women. They have other things that they're secure, insecure about, like their breasts, their physique, you know, their age. Like, but men, it's it's finances, it's it's power, shit like that. Most, but if somebody like, uh, like finds out that you're not as rich as they used to think or something, oh, that fucking bugs us. Like, if somebody is like, oh man, you must be getting paid so much, and, you, and then they find out that. It's less, uh, and it, oh, it's like getting punched in the face. It's like, it's it's really bad for men. I don't have that problem because I, I don't lay my whole ego on finances, but it's definitely 50 plus percent of my being. And that that's not, that's, let's just say it's 45% because if it was 55 if it was the majority of my sense of self, I would kill myself the second that I lose 
enough money. If I so you, you don't want your whole sense of who you are to be based on your money. That's a shallow place to be, but also it pays the bills when you are making a shitload of when you have a sufficient amount of wealth, it's a it's like night and day. You just get out of bed easier. You just feel more whole as a person. And that amount obviously varies from person to person. Like in Albania or in some poor country, um, it would only take like $50 for them to feel uh, that way. That sense of like, fuck yeah, I'm a real, I'm on the, I'm like, I could feel, I could imagine what it was like to be that, to have that feeling. Like I could picture it in my head. I could sort of like trick myself into feeling that way, but it's fake. My body, my brain just knows that, nah, man, it's not legit. You're just lying to yourself. So anyway, anytime money comes up, it's it diminishes men's self-worth if they don't have a big net, net worth. And so that's why it's not good to talk about money too much in a braggadocious way. Like, everybody wants more of it. So it's not good to, like, be like, yeah, man, I made this much. Fuck you, man. Yeah, I got what you wish you had. It just makes people hate that person because, um, unless they also have that much money. If they say an amount, like 70K, for example, yeah, I made 70K in one summer. Somebody who made 100K that summer would just be like, yeah, thank you for saying that. Now, I feel better than that actually boosted my ego because I, I made more than 70. So now I look down on you and you made me feel good. So if you're that type of person, which most people are, let's face it, most people are that type of person because we're, we're, all, we're all fragile Wealth is just built into our sense of self-worth. And that's stupid. I'm not saying it's correct. But it is, there's a reason it's in our. It's so embedded into our, our uh, subconscious. Not even subconscious. There's a reason that it's evolutionarily built into our sense of self-worth is resources. Because resources, obviously, we need resources, man. So it's not for nothing that we that it uh deflates us when somebody just says oh man you ain't you ain't got a, you're poor or some shit poor shaming it's not even what it is but anyone could be poor shamed i guess that is what it is and not act you could not be poor literally poor but you could still get the feeling of being poor even when you're a millionaire it's all relative uh so somebody it probably hurts even more actually if you're a millionaire because you're you have this expectation that you are wealthy so if some so you're actually more <laughs> vulnerable to being poor shamed than somebody who already knows like yeah i got i got a thousand dollars to my name not in the bank that's just like what all my assets are worth i have a hundred my net worth is a thousand dollars so you can't poor shame me that I already know I'm poor. So you're just punching down. You look like the asshole. I already know I'm poor. So poor people have a stronger sense of self just by... They can't rely on the sh that bolster, like the number in the bank for that. So 
I'm not saying that they're doing better than rich people. I'm saying that they're stronger-minded, at least in that way. They're still not, like, doing great because they're still poor. They still got to deal with the, the, the struggles of being poor. But they're more strong-minded a little bit because they know they're poor. Rich people don't know if they're poor or not. That's the fucking beauty of it. <laughs> That's why it's such a uh, fine, a long thing to explain. That's why it's so hard to explain. It's like, I th how could you not know if you're poor or not? How could you? Yeah, because finances is complicated, man. You could be a millionaire on paper, but how much money do you have to spend per month? How much are you making? What's your cash flow? It's all about cash flow. If you have positive cash flow, you're going to feel rich. You're going to get out of bed easier because you have positive cash flow. But if it's all fucking tied up in like property or some illiquid, you know, it's got to be liquid cash flow. Those words get people erect. And now I'm becoming too interesting. So I, I apologize to the people that are jerking off. They're just using this to jerk off. To. I don't want to give you like a lesson on finance. That's like, it's not even a lesson. It's just like. Those are just key words that gets everybody hard in finance. Like if they hear the word liquid and positive cash flow or just cash flow in general. Just the usually cash flow, if you just say that phrase alone, would mean positive cash flow. It's like, oh man, the cash is flowing. It's like, which way? It's like, what do you mean which way? I wouldn't have said it was flowing if it was going outward. Yeah, negative. Oh, yeah, it's flowing outward. That's why I said cash flow. No, you would use something else like, oh, man, we're draining the... Uh, we have a, a huge burn rate or some shit. There's other fucking... I don't, I'm not an expert on terminology for finance, man, but like cash flow. You don't have to say positive. If you're throwing around the two word, the keyword cash flow... It better be positive cash flow, as in we're making more than we're losing, or else don't fucking say that word, man. It's like a cock tease, because cash flow is how you feel like a, like you're rich, regardless of the business model. I need some water. I need some tea, man. I don't want to. People are not gonna be jerking off to this if, they, if I have a fucking dry mouth. So I got to think of something appetizing to wet my fucking mouth because I can't go out and I'm not going to pause the pod. Once I'm in the flow of doing the podcast, I don't pause. I don't pause the pod. So I got to think of something appetizing to wet my palate, to wet my beak. So anyway, this is episode 70 of the program. I should probably be timing this because we got a lot to cover and this is not going to be one where I go over the, you know, over the, because this is not a special episode. Last week was a special episode. It was episode 69. I did 690 minutes. I just decided, you know what? What if I just never stop doing this? What if I just make my whole life this podcast for the next week? And then that was fun. And then I was kind of sad when it ended because I had to go back to just my life. I was like, man, I had a life for a second, man. I had a purpose, man. It was to do a super long 
podcast that nobody would listen to. That gave me temporary purpose, and then it ended, and I saw how long it was, like the file. I was like, damn. And it took like over a day to, to process the, the video on YouTube, Not not a lo- let alone how long it took to just process it on my end. For YouTube to process it, it took over a day. But anyway, I'm very happy with that product that I put out. It's a very high quantity product. I wouldn't say quality. But I learned a lot from it. I got a lot of motifs, inside jokes that were birthed on that podcast, which will probably come up on the future podcasts. Nobody will know where they came from because it's too long. But that'll be that's like the Bible for my podcasting career going forward. So if anybody does question where a reference came from that like an inside joke it probably came from that episode that's the bible of you know that's the pilot episode or whatever you want to call it that tells you the anyway this is a regular episode so when people checked it the people were like people were a lot of people reached out to me after that thing came out uh asking me hey i heard you put out this uh 11 hour podcast are you are you okay do you need to talk to somebody? I was like, not anymore, man. I just talked to the, I just did. I talked out all my problems, man, on that episode. Why would I need to talk to you? You think you're better than a 690 session of just me talk? You think me talking to a camera is better? Is You think you're better than that? I figured out everything that I needed to figure out by doing that. I figured out that it was fun anyway this is a regular episode and nobody actually reached out to me i was just kidding i you know i was trying to make a joke nobody found out that i put out a 690 minute episode because i don't i don't really communicate that with people that why would i tell people that it'd be embarrassing to tell people oh yeah i did a 12-hour podcast and they go okay yeah, so I didn't tell anybody that I did. I put it on, you know, but I don't check the reviews of my own products. I do appreciate, though, the people that, that uh, are jerking off to this. Um, anyway, so that's that. We're in the episode now. This is the main course part of the episode. We're moving right along. We had a lot to talk about here, man. And I have to keep talking because I don't want to like have people go like, "Whoa, why do you stop talking?" I'm I'm out outside the moment. If you're still jerking off from the very beginning of this ap- uh, particular episode, keep going. Sorry to distract you with this. Uh, sorry to focus in on what you're doing with your dick. I've been there. I res- I've, I've been there, and I respect what you're doing. It's not to porn. So I respect that because jerking off not to porn is a skill. You have to figure out what to jerk off to. You got to like get the mood right. As I was saying, if you don't use porn or another external stimulant to make it easier, it's like then you actually have to craft in your head like what is hot to me. You have to be the author of your own story and it's like that takes work so all of a sudden you're an artist you're a visionary all of a sudden you you gotta be a storyteller literally you gotta think of like what would make this what's hot to me 
you know, you can just picture like a hot chick, but that even that takes like just the idea of a hot chick might come like there's like a flash of it. But without the actual porn, that takes a lot of work. Anyway, today I'm wearing Today I'm wearing a anime. It's a this is a, probably the worst shirt I've ever featured on this show, but that's because I'm not rich. So we have to dig a little deeper into the fashion depths of quality. We're going for quantity now over quantity when it comes to fashion because I don't got money. I can't just spend two hundred bucks per episode anymore so anyway this one is just a thing i picked up from a website called uh, sheen or shine it's made of it's made out of polyester and to honor to I, so to prepare for the the episode I, I did not take a shower because that would not match the vibe of the shirt yeah because this is you know i'm trying to be authentic man so i did not shave or take a shower because that would have not gone with it wouldn't have matched the shirt. And a lot of people that wear these style of shirts with like a weird anime girl on it, uh, they're like me. I relate to them. I, I can't talk. I was about to like say that they're losers, but like I would be one of those losers. And it kind of doesn't have as much gravitas if you're just calling yourself. A loser you gotta no you only gotta it only works if you're calling somebody else a loser ironically you might be the person you're talking about but that that's not what i'm going for i'm saying that they're heroes people that wear this type of shirt uh are very similar to me i don't i don't wear this type of shirt i feel like a like a fool i'm wearing this purely ironically and even that I'm failing to do because um, I don't even like it. Ironically, even ironically, this shirt, it just doesn't have the right look to it. The aesthetic is not good. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be too hard on it because some people might go, I like it. I I like it. But uh, it's just weird. The proportions, like it's, it's on my body, it's weird because it's making my torso look huge and like you don't want to have a huge long looking torso if you're like a short dude or red if you're like a short guy you have a long ass torso nah if you want long legs you don't want a long torso people just go I don't know, just to me, it wasn't my style. Anyway, we're wearing that today, and it did remind me of otaku men who just stay home, jerk off all day to podcasts and to hentai anime. Not to hentai necessarily. We don't got to get too graphic. But uh, jerking off to anime is perfectly fine. It's stimulated. Like, you could jerk off to something that's not explicit is what I'm saying. You could jerk off to just the idea of somebody being attracted to, not even you, to a character in an anime TV show. Just the part where the female character becomes attracted to the male protagonist. 
that's enough to jerk off to because it's like maybe I could be maybe you just play imagination. It's like I would love to be that character. And you jerk off to it. It's not as hard to do that than it is to write your own anime screenplay from scratch in your head. Which is why it's like not even worth jerking off half the time if you're not using pornography or whatever anime or other outside stimulants, whether substance or visual audio. It doesn't have, you know, anything is a drug these days. Everything's a drug. iPads are great for looking at anime. So what I was saying though is uh, the Beatles. You could jerk off to just the Beatles. Not like the band, not like the dudes themselves. They're not that hot. Paul McCartney is like the hottest one, and he's not that hot. He's only hot compared to John Lennon. In my opinion, I think George Harrison was probably the most attractive, or Ringo, or Paul. They're all hotter than John Lennon is, is the point. We all agree on that. John Lennon was not like a hot dude. He was just iconic and famous and talented and not ugly where it's like you'd have to be really ugly for them to be like, oh, he's too ugly for me to fuck him because he's in the Beatles. But he's not a good looking. He's not like a hot dude. He's just in the Beatles. So anyway, I'm not saying jerking off to him. I'm saying jerking off to just the nerdum of the Beatles. You could jerk off to that. It's hard. It's hard to climax to just them in Abbey Road Studios just like using tape machines as instruments and using a Mellotron and coming up with like, you know, Tomorrow Never and just all that nerdy shit. You could almost jerk off just to that, just the nerdum, just the nostalgia of like, oh man, the, the those microphones, they still got them. Those Valve microphones. Or classics, man. They got such a good collection at Abbey Road. And then the master tapes. They got an archive and they pull out the master tapes to remaster them every decade or two. When the technology gets... You could jerk off to that. Or you could just imagine it all in your head. And come up with a brand new fucking IP. It says for intellectual property. Anyway... But you're a smart audience, so I don't gotta dumb it down. So anyway, first topic of the show, we already got through with one of them. It was the recap on the previous episode, which was 690 minutes. I don't know if I mentioned that. It was 690 minutes, and uh, none of those minutes I regret. I don't regret any of them. It actually flew by. It never felt long. It would have felt long if I was not taking hallucinogens. Hallucinogens are a great way to get through the day. It's also a very scary and mentally taxing way, but it's better than just letting the day just slide by. If you're on psychedelics, like a like a, a good amount of hallucinogens, the good kind, you're going to at least be like, well... Did I waste that day? No, I learned something. I learned not to do that. I learned that there's more to life than just taking hallucinogens. That's one thing you could learn. Or you could learn that when you're not on hallucinogens, all you're doing in life, for most days, some of us I'm talking, this is relatable, 
to most people. I'm told. I don't talk to people, but for me at least, and otaku men that wear shirts like this, and this is my girlfriend, by the way. This t-shirt is my girlfriend, so I gotta be nice to it. I don't know why I'm talking shit to it so much. This piece of fabric is my girlfriend. So, I don't care what you think. I'm proud of it. It's usually how it goes. Usually most men who date fabric or bed pillow, like body pillows, they're pretty proud of it for some reason. I guess that means it works. I guess that means they're getting something out of it. Because they usually find out about them more than you thought you would if you were somebody that was dating a body pillow. You would think maybe you wouldn't go out and tell people that you're dating a body pillow. But it turns out that it makes people happy. It makes us happy to date body pillows and have posters of the same thing of other anime girls. And jerk off. Who cares about the jerking off part? We're in love with them. It's more that's complicated. There's no stains on this shirt, which is not. That's a problem. It's not authentic until it has a bunch of stains on it. So by next episode, this shirt will be too disgusting to wear in public. And this counts as in public. This is more. This is bigger than public. This is bigger. This is the internet. You think I'm not going to put this out and be proud of it and that this isn't going to be seen by people now this is bigger than the public i could go out in public in a stained body t-shirt whatever this is i could go out in public with, with this shit covered in stains and feel way less embarrassment than on the because people are mean on the internet people are honest on like too honest on the internet but that's what it's for it's to make you mad that Somebody else has a differing opinion than your own. That's what the internet is kind of for. So if you ever want to like be angry that other people differ that like you know because in real life people are like oh yeah sure good opinion. People are afraid to be like that's a stupid opinion and you're doing everything wrong. Oh you're passionate about this. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. So no, people don't really do that in real life, but on the internet, that's what that's what they do. So anyway, um, that's why most people can't do this. It's like, and then read all the comments of people saying that they strongly dislike. I don't understand that part of it, unless you're trying to like improve upon the content. But this is not content. This is. Uh, for somebody to jerk off to in the background. So if you have any notes in that respect on how I could improve on making it so somebody could jerk off to it in the background without actually listening to what I'm saying, send me an email at uh, timweixelbaum at gmail. Fuck it. I'll give you my personal email. It's just my name at gmail. Most people, that's what their email is. Even like famous billionaires, that's all their email is just like, yeah. Anyway, so other than that, I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to produce like anything with like a direction to it or behind it. Anyway, but speaking of that, we got a couple of topics to cover that are actually planned out. And we only have a limited time. This is a show and we got places to be. I got places to be. I'm one of the most sought after people that I know. 
That's saying a lot, because I know a lot of people in passing. Anyway, so the sober update, it's gone well. Um, the update's gone well. This up So far, this sober update has gone well. Being sober, not going so well. I should probably quit that part of it. I should probably quit the sober part and stick to the doing updates about how I'm not sober. How about that? That would still be called this. You could still call it the sober update. Just be like, hey, yep, still not sober. I'm zero days sober still. No, fuck it. I'm a I'm hundred days from sobriety. That's how long it's been since I've been sober. That's a positive way to look at it. Hey, man, I'm two years in from sobriety. Not, not into sobriety, f- away from it. You got two years on you. Nice. Congratulations. Yep, it's been a ru- it's been tough getting that far away from sobriety. And they go, what? And you go, oh, you thought I was sober? No, I'm counting how long I've not been sober. What, you enjoy sobriety? No, I'm proud of the fact that I've that I'm not a fucking blowhard who lies to themselves and pretends that the future's going to get better if I just don't drink or whatever. If I just stop doing drugs and alcohol, my life's going to improve. No, you're lying to yourself most of the time. Usually it doesn't. That's what you, that's what they don't say about sobriety is that sometimes it doesn't get better. And it was just a waste of time. All you did was save a little money. Oh, whoopee. And you you extended your life a little bit. Who cares? If your life is not enjoyable, who gives a fuck if it's 20 years or 40 years longer? So in other words, it's gone great. Sobriety's gone great. And I, uh, I don't even call myself fully sober. I mean, sure, Technically, I'm not abusing the things that I... You set your own definition of sobriety. Nobody else can define it for you, but... You should have some basis in reality. You can't just be like, Well, I didn't do fentanyl today, so I'm sober. I did did heroin, but not fentanyl. So I'm sober. It's like, okay. At least you didn't do fentanyl. That's true. That's a good point. You know, heroin is better than fentanyl. So you got to start somewhere. Maybe that's all you want to be is sober from F. But H, I'm not, see, I don't define other people's lives. I don't say, oh, that's not real sobriety. Anyway, you define it yourself. And so, yeah, um, I would not be complaining if I was abusing. That's how you know if you're abusing drugs or not. Are you happy? Do you have something to look forward to? Are you complaining about how your life is shit? Um, if the answer is yes, to those are competing ideas. Let me set that up again. Do you look forward to what you're going to do at the end of the day? Every day? Well, then you're probably abusing drugs and that's a good thing. Because if you don't have anything to look forward to, um, that means you're probably not... Anyway, long story short, 
I guess if you are complaining about how your life is like painful, that means you're not abusing enough drugs. That means you're sober. Because if you're abusing drugs, it should be numbing the pain. Obviously, you're going to have a shitload of pain if you're abusing drugs to the point where like it's diminishing the quality of your life. But then you just abuse more. That just means you're not abusing enough of them. So I am right in everything I'm saying. It's just that it's more. I have to explain it because people will go, well, that doesn't make sense. It's like, it does make sense. It does make sense. So if you're not abusing drugs, you're going to be in hell either way. You're going to be like, well, this sucks. I'm taking it one day at a time. If you're taking things one day at a time, yeah, you're you're sober. Anyway, so that was a long that was a long winded way to say that I'm uh, I'm doing well. Um, I physically feel like shit every day. <laughs> physically, I feel like shit all day every day. Um, but that's because I'm white knuckling. Okay, I mean I'm just trying to convince myself that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. With this uh, poster cue withdrawal bullshit. You gotta call it something. I can't just pretend... I can't just be like, well, uh, that's just how it's gonna be forever. No, I have to at least do the research and come up with something that it could be. Whether it's diagnosable or just a thing that people made up. Who cares? I still need to know uh, that there's a reason to keep going. Right now, it's it's going horrible. The only time I feel normal is when I'm on a... On my on a stimulant, not just coffee though. That just makes my heart. That's too jittery. I like the high quality stimulants, which uh, are better because you don't get that jittery feeling. You just feel smooth and confident and good about yourself. Anyway, dopamine. That's basically what what it comes down to. My baseline dopamine levels are still very low so i wake up wanting to just well first i stay in bed i wake up uh only because i have to take a drink of water do something take a medicine and then i go back to sleep because it's like well obviously i'm not just gonna go about i'm not just gonna get out of bed if i feel like shit wake up with a headache uh wake up from a vivid dream so you you're not rested and by you i mean me by you talking about me it's just a way of talking it's an it's an expression for (laughs) anyway so you get out of bed feel like shit so you go right back to bed so but when i do finally decide that i've had enough sleep um then i just want to uh order food or uh jerk off or there's another thing that i forgot um those are pretty much it just Something unhealthy that is going to make me feel even worse and cost money and cost something. It's going to cost something and not be healthy. That's all I want to do anytime I'm awake and then there's just fatigue where I just feel like can't even like do nothing. Can barely uh, even just like change, like put on shoes to go outside to, uh, to get fresh air. Even that's too much work. So you're just stuck with this fatigue. It's chronic. I hope it's not chronic. That means it's forever. 
but it could it could very well could be chronic and uh so when you take hallucinogens it it's uh it's the only time that you actually do have a breath of fresh air and you actually you don't have to force yourself to take care of yourself and do the basic things cuz it gives you something it does something to your brain where it makes you look at life for what it, in a way that's not just i don't know in a way it gives you energy for it i'm i'm using it as a not a stimulant uh even though it does stimulate the mind but anyway i use uh psilocybin as a uh appetite suppressant as a bad behavior suppressant so it's very good for that type of stuff it's the opposite of what the bad drugs do the bad drugs just want to make you self-destruct and get through life psilocybin makes you want to be in the moment makes you want to enjoy life or at least figure out why the hell you're even doing this in the first like it makes you go like what the hell am i even doing with my life is this even a life and then it makes you want to actually answer that question instead of just sequestering it by taking in the opiates which by opiates i mean anything that numbs the pain of life such as uh pornography weed and uh food unhealthy food is is a drug and any amount of any food can become unhealthy if you overeat if you binge food is a is definitely one of my poisons one of my vices because all I, the first thing I want to do when I do finally emerge from my cocoon of of infidelity for some reason I want to add more uh, is uh, order like fucking high, high super appetizing food that is terrible for your body and brain like but I don't actually always pull the trigger on it because I know that I'm gonna regret it and it's expensive. So you always regret, and by you I mean me, uh, ordering in and binge eating. But that's all you can think to do. So it's this cycle of like self-hatred and trying to make yourself feel better by doing the thing that also makes you hate yourself. So it's a negative feedback loop. And the only way to break out of that is, I don't know, can't just say therapy because sometimes you need medicine uh as well to give you the the energy to because it is it does come down to chemicals chemistry in your brain you need a boost to chemistry and some people just are not into taking drugs of any kind whether it's prescribed or not they have this stigma of like oh i don't do drugs it's like well then you can't then don't complain i guess if you if you are mentally ill and living in a situation that i'm describing you should probably try the thing cuz you already you're living a life that you already hate you might as well try the drugs and be somebody that does drugs because you shouldn't really care what other people think at this point in your life if you're already in bed all day and doing things that are bad for you
So you might as well do the drugs because they might give you the energy to at least do some things before you die. <laughs> do some things, even if those things include abusing drugs. That's better than just being a layabout. But anyway, this is becoming a very... Um, is this motivational? Yes, it is a motivational and also like it comes from a place of like real uh, struggle, I guess you could call it. I'm trying to make my struggle cool. I'm trying to make my what I'm going through a cool backstory so that I could have a career as a singer. And I know that sounded like it came out of no like where the fuck did that come from? Oh, you want to be a singer? What? What does that have to do with lying around the house and ordering Grubhub? It's like, well, because that's my backstory to be a singer. You need a backstory to be an artist these days. You can't just be a mediocre singer who's white and a straight male, big, and is is you know, and doesn't know how to sing that well, and expect to make more than ten dollars a track. In, as a session musician, no, you gotta you, as a vocal, you gotta have a backstory that's cool and sexy. Then you'll be making the big money. Like if you say you're a recovered heroin addict, that adds about you know two bucks or whatever per song. Like nobody cares. That's a dime a dozen. Everybody's been a heroin addict. Whoopee! You gotta think of something sexy, like. Um, I, 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 um, I'm struggling. I, I'm, I have a disease. You have to have a disease that's more cool and hip, like ALS. If you got ALS, that's a great time to start a career as a singer, or at least to become big as a singer, because people will be like, "Holy shit, he's still singing, even though he could barely move." So that's one that would count as a cool, as a sexy one. Um, you gotta go through pain. You gotta go through like torment that people could see. Then you could have a career as an artist. They don't give a fuck if you're just a little bit okay. He could sing. A, he could hit the notes a little bit. Whoopee! My cousin could do that. Everybody has somebody in their family that's talented. Big whoop! They get for a stranger to admire another stranger's art. That stranger better be going through a lot of shit. And chronic fatigue. We need to figure out how to get that shit. <laughs> uh, we got to make that disease sexy, man. Because that disease, it's not that cool. It's not as cool as ALS because we're not wheelchair bound. We're just bed bound. We just like to lie in bed. Whoopee. I'm going to run a marathon for somebody in bed. Oh, whoopee. What an asshole. He's in bed. I don't care. Get out of bed. It's not like he's in a wheelchair. Oh, I got to do the ice bucket challenge for somebody who just doesn't want to get out of bed. doesn't have the same fucking wow factor as ALS. People that have to be in wheelchairs and eventually they just stop moving altogether. Where they just their body just stops working. Chronic fatigue, it's like, okay, you're just lazy. Get out of it's all in your head. That's what people say. Nothing you know, that's what they say. Oh, it's psychosomatic. It's because you have these big dreams and like 
and you it's just like uh you're just battling all this trauma that's why you can't even get out of bed that's why you have chronic fatigue it's like it's like yeah that's probably what it is it probably is just all in the head okay what's the cure how do i get it out of my head then just saying that something's in your head doesn't mean you can just be like oh th- thank you for telling me that i'm cured i think there's a subreddit for that called called like thank you i'm cured it's like oh I, all you have to do is tell me that one bit of information suddenly it's gone i'm cured thank you so much but that's how people look at this type of thing it's a disease i'm not saying i have this disease it's not i don't know if i have it because um maybe it'll get better but right now i definitely have a type of fatigue that is not getting better it's terrible every day i wake up uh unrefreshed as if i was just up all night and uh, that's why i don't have much uh energy exuding from my eyes i could i could feel the sagginess uh under my eyes i could just feel that i look tired and it's more than being tired it's it gets deeper than just like oh i'm tired now i still my thoughts are still like i'm still active in my head i'm still having like thoughts but they're they're not like healthy thoughts they're just more like you know negative thoughts but it's more than just being a little bit tired because it's a tiredness that cannot be replenished cannot be uh uh quenched it's an unquenched thirst and uh it, it who knows yeah so it is probably a lot of it psychosomatic so how do you make that sexy how do you become a popular iconic singer if your backstory is that you're you have a psychosomatic disease that just makes you look lazy and talk slow and lie in bed all day and order door debt well i'll tell you how because i'm the first to do it that's how sometimes you just have to be the first to do it that's how it's and you know if you're the First, if you're the one to make it popular, like, yeah, chronic fatigue, bitches. You got to think of a new challenge to go along with it. Whatever. I can't think of a challenge. I don't know if I want to be that, like, uh, nice to other people that have it. I'm not doing this out of charity. I'm doing it for my own benefit, for for my own ego. And that's the whole reason I have chronic fatigue in the first place, because my ego is not being satisfied. It's a narcissistic disease. A lot of people <laughs> with chronic fatigue, they're just narcissists who their lives aren't going the way they want them. And so they just lie in bed all day. Anyway, that's probably true for some of them, but not for all of them probably, but maybe it is. It's probably just trauma. Anyway. So yeah, I need a good backstory because I did another song as a singer. I did another song. Uh, for ten dollars uh, on Fiverr, and it was a, it was hard because I don't have a good backstory. So it's just like okay, mediocre vocals. That's why it's only worth ten dollars. Like you need a backstory, man. No one's gonna pay more than that if you don't have this sexy disease. 
that's like fatal, terminal, chronic fatigue. I'm not saying I'm going to get a sexier disease. I'm saying I need to figure out a way to like make that one sexy. Chronic fatigue. That is se- To me, I think that is cool because you're going against your body, what your body's telling you to do by singing. So you can hear it in my voice. The lack of expression in my voice is what you're paying for. That's part of the appeal is that I have no range. Like, I have no expression in my voice. That takes a long time. That's, that's unique to me. I developed that by having dreams at one point, and then they vanished. That's why it's cool. I'm not just like an untrained new singer. It's not out of incompetence. It's out of struggle of not having the willpower to have or the enthusiasm being a catatonic singer that's cool man that's what you're paying for so i got so i just i think i solved the problem i i just got to put that on my uh, fiverr profiles like currently suffering from catatonic fatigue Syndrome, like uh, you could call it whatever you want. I, I gotta figure out what to call it. Depression is too generic. Catatonic, we gotta definitely use that. And then like chronic fatigue, and that's why his voice sounds like somebody who's like suicidal. So hey, limited time. You can only get this guy for a limited amount of time before he goes to Oregon, a one-way ticket. So it's unique, and his voice is not untrained he's still gonna like work hard to hit the notes it's like uh kurt cobain like he er, like he didn't want to be alive but his music he put his whole life life into literally and it still wasn't good enough he still killed himself like yeah that wasn't as good as my other shit it's time to check out that's why he was so fucking good man Cause uh, he didn't want to. Cause he was depressed. Cause of he had the same problem. He had like chronic fatigue. He was a great songwriter too. But anyway, I don't have what he had. I just have. I just relate to that part of it. Of like um, he didn't want to be alive, but he's still singing. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Like somebody that doesn't even want to be alive. That's still puts their heart and soul into their art and that's it that's all they live for that's worth that's where you get paid the big bucks so anyway and then once you're making money you get happy because your whole self-worth is also dependent 45 percent around there on money so if you have cash flow not positive cash just cash flow i don't gotta say positive the cash flow from being a starving, suicidal, you know, catatonic artist who has chronic fatigue, the cash flow will make them not have the chronic fatigue anymore. So they, they could just be like, well, it was good at the time. Sorry, I got bad. That never happens. Any artist that had a bad life 
it never gets better. Okay, it does. Like like some uh, success stories started out like on the you know on the streets like rap. That's what rap is all about. What am I talking about? So if you make it as a rapper as a musician, yeah, that's possible. And you because and it's because you came from a struggling place, a pathetic like. Look at that guy. Uh, that's why. So anyway, but when you hit the success, it's like yeah, it used to be good. It's not good anymore because I have what I want. I'm no longer, I, I enjoy my life now. I got what I wanted. Once you reach your dreams, uh, it's hard to maintain the, the magic. Anyway, that's just certainly true for musicians. Uh, like even the best of the best musicians, they only have a few good years. A couple decades if they're like Michael Jackson. That's and we're, that's it. That's it. A couple decades at the most if you're a musician. Michael Jackson is the one exception where he spanned like maybe four decades. But even after that, that was it though. He stopped releasing albums. The point I'm making is that he came from shit. He reached his dreams, got everything he wanted, and he plateaued. And, he, you know, that's it. He plateaued. That's how I'm going to be. So after I put out my first album or whatever from which will be based on my struggle with chronic fatigue it'll be to overcome my struggle with chronic fatigue and then people will find out that I'm like I'm I'm a fraud. They're like he never had chronic. He was faking it. He was faking that shit, man. He was stuttering over his words. It was an act. He was taking anti-dopamine pills. To, he was just, he was just, uh, what do you call it? Crashing from, uh, what do you call it? Withdrawing from stimulants or some shit. He faked it. Anyway, as long as it's good in the moment and it makes me a shitload of money in cash flow, positive cash flow we're talking about, that's all I give a fuck about. I don't, I'm not doing this for anybody else. Like, I'm doing it to interact with other people so that they shine light on me. So they go, oh, look what he's doing. That's so cool, man. I respect, I, I admire him. Ooh, man, he's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm doing that for me, though. I'm doing that so I reap the benefits of being cool. Yeah, I'll inspire other people in the process. Whoopee. Inspiring other people is cool and everything, but you want to be making it's you do it for yourself. You do it for nobody that is inspirational to other people are doing it for those other people. They've never met them. They're doing it because it feels great to inspire other people. And it pays a shitload of money. So anyway. I hope that explains everything I needed to explain with that topic. That was the sober update. I also just hit a hundred days sober from weed. Um, and I'm very lethargic. Yeah. Anyway, low dopamine is what I'm currently. Sorry. What time is it? We're almost at an hour in. I don't want to go over too long this episode. Very. Anyway. So yeah. That, I'm very lethargic and my joints are, you know, pain. They hurt, kind of. 
not that they hurt. They're just fatigued. If I use them, it would hurt. I exercise today for an hour, for 45 minutes. I did 45 minutes of cardio. It hurt. It was just painful. And when I got through it, I was like, okay. That was that. I didn't get nothing out of it. Like I, It was just like, okay, I exerted myself. Now I'm tired more than I was before. Now I want to lie in bed again. And think about ordering food. It did nothing to counteract the low dopamine that I'm experiencing. The baseline dopamine. Level. Anyway, so fuck exercise. I don't recommend cardio if you have a chronic. If you have what I'm going through, chronic fatigue, whatever it's called. Anyway, so that was a sober update. Hundred days from weed. Fuck yeah. Gotta think positive, man. I hope I'm inspiring. You don't have to be able to pronounce the word to inspire people, but I'm an inspirational figure because um, because of everything I just said, man. I don't I don't remember. Actually, I forgot. What did I say? That was I totally forgot. I don't think I did say anything inspirational per se. I inspired myself. Does that count? I always do. I, I always think whenever I talk for a long time which I can do. I don't know if you know this, but I did a 12-hour podcast last week. It was an 11-hour podcast. I'm rounding up. So I could actually do this for a long time. So, And whenever I do that, I always think of all these cool little fucking ideas that have buttons on them. Like they connect with other ideas. And I have these callbacks that, that make me feel like I'm actually good at uh, whatever I'm doing, like comedy. And sometimes it does lend itself to to bits for the stage, which I'm starting to realize um, the way to develop bits doesn't have to be like in a notebook, like set up and punchline necessarily off stage. It could be fully on stage or podcasting. It has to be into a microphone, though, because when I do it all uh, in a notebook, uh, it doesn't work. Then I, I'm just trying to remember what I said in the stupid notebook and the words. Got to think of the right word. No, it's not about the words. It's about the beats. It's about the idea of the joke. You don't have to remember every single fucking word in the order. It's just the idea, the passion of the bit itself. The type of comedy that I'm talking about, which is also similar to a lot of the best comedians of all time, it's just not uh, like one-liner style. If you do one-liner style joke, the words do matter. Some jokes are shorter and the words matter very much or else they won't work. But I'm bored of that. I'm super bored of doing short-form jokes. They're good for Instagram. I th yeah, like for Instagram, it's good to do like a 10-second joke. And if it's clean, whatever, it might get tons of exposure. So that's still a, pur there's still a purpose, still room for that. But at this point in my life, I'm so bored of just going up there and being like, hey, here's this funny uh, concoction of words I'm stringing. Here's like a couple funny sentences that go together funny. I'm bored of that. 
I like to just fuck around and do long, like ideas, just ideas that become funny and it's different every time. I don't want to just do like, okay, remember to do this fucking punchline. And if you fuck it. So anyway, that's exhausting, man. I don't want stand up to be exhausting. That's why I stopped doing it because it was becoming fucking boring. Oh, I'm just going to do short. Got to remember, here's your list of fucking one-liners. That's fucking... It's not my style. I grew out of that. It was fun in, for a few years. Anyway, so that, anyway, I'm long form now. I don't know if you, you... Did I mention that? Did I mention that I, that I did an 11-hour podcast last week? So yeah, I'm a long form podcaster and comedian at this point. Fuck three minutes. I could do 15 15 is just like three, four minutes is the typical open mic set. And that goes by like, boom, I get locked in to the set. And I, I get into the flow state and I, I feel like I'm barely scratching the surface. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, time to get off stage. It's like, so that's a good place. That's a good feeling. You want to feel that way as a comic, whatever. Who cares about as a comic? Nobody's listening for comedy advice, how to do comedy. It's how to jerk off. That's what I'm trying to give advice for. That's what I'm trying to... But anyway, I'm doing 15 minutes on 420. Check me out. It's at a place. I don't I, I don't know where it's at. That's how cool I am. I don't need to know where it's at. I'll, I'll look when I... I'll look during when it's happening. I'll, I'll know where to go. It's, it's on a patio or something. So it's not like a big deal. It's a show. And it's 15 minutes. So who cares... Um, I, I, I consider that, um, something to, to be proud of, like not proud, but it's like, that's like an, something to look forward to and to, uh, do well at, not just to brag about, it's like, Ooh, now you actually have to do well anyway and have fun in the moment. We've talked about this on previous shows. I don't know, but anyway, that's the, the standup update. That's the binge eating update. Um, I'm hungry comedy update, ADHD we don't got time. We already spent enough time talking about nothing, about jerking off and hentai. And we talked, did, was that just an hour? We already went over the hour. See how talented I am? Okay, one more topic. The backstory, we covered that. Okay, so imposter syndrome. I'll save that for a later episode. Because I don't have imposter syndrome. I know I'm fucking good at this. I know I'm good. Imposter syndrome is for people that don't think they're good enough to be doing what they're doing. It's like, no, maybe you're just an imposter. Maybe you're just incompetent and you are aware that you're not as good as you once thought you were. Or some bull- Anyway, there's a couple other topics to get to, but... I don't want it. I don't want this to be a long episode. So we'll just end on uh, the big topic of the past week. Trump got arrested, I guess. Did you hear about this? I guess Trump finally got what was coming to him. It's a beautiful time to be alive. All this pe- all these people were just consuming food and lying in bed all day because they were so depressed that this fucking Trump guy got elected and like they they gained a ton of weight. So they just wanted something to happen to him. And finally, he's facing the music for being who he is, a bad person. But the problem is, 
narcissists, they don't really ever face the music. Like he's a narcissist. That's why people hate him because he's, he has a, he's a, he has a personality that turns people off. Or if you are the type of person that kind of likes narcissists, you go, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. He's just, that's how I feel about myself. So I like that guy. He says it. He, he's not afraid to say what he feels, man. He doesn't wear a mask. He actually is the person he claims to be. Anyway, he's a narcissist, though. And uh, uh, he's not a covert narcissist. Like, all politicians are fucking narcissists, pretty much, right? But they're more covert. They're better at hiding it. He doesn't wear a fucking mask. Anyway, the problem is, even if he gets arrested, like, whoopee, he's a billionaire. He'll get out of it. You're ne there's never going to be, like, a, a comeuppance where you see him, like, crying. He'd be like, I, I shouldn't have been who I was this whole time. They never do that. Narcissists never go, like, maybe I was wrong to be a narcissist. That just doesn't happen. Maybe, like, can you imagine that? No, because it it's impossible. It's the most ridiculous thing to imagine. They just want them to get in trouble so they could jerk off to it, but they're not going to get what they really want, which is him crying in front of a camera and going, I was wrong to be Trump. I was wrong to be Trump. Everything was a sham. Trump is a scam. Everything about it, fake. I shouldn't have done it. I'm an asshole. You're right. You're right. My bad. He's never gonna do that because he would just kill himself. Other like that. That his whole life is that brand. So I get it. People want to see narcissists punished for their toxic, you know, personality. They never face their punishment man they just they always uh gatekeep or whatever not gate they always uh gaslight they go oh no i'm just a victim you're the asshole for making me a victim of this they never face the music they never go i i see how big of an asshole i was and i am finally going to get better it's like some of them are so some of them don't want them to even get better even if any narcissist. These, most people that hate Trump just hate their parents. They hate their narcissistic family members because they see something in them that's in him. So they just go, fuck that guy because he's the easiest one. He's, it's a collective thing that people all know him. So they relate. Uh, it's just a psychology thing. It's not like he's the actually doing anything that bad as president. And I love how the media always loves to say he's the former president. They gotta they gotta emphasize his former president. Oh, thank you. I thought he was still in office. Thank you for emphasizing that, because I'm one of these cutards that needs to be told that he's the former, because you have such a big because you're so happy that he's no longer in office because you like to rub it in people's faces, the conspiracy nuts. Like you know, yeah. Thank you for doing that because. We know that he's not the president anymore. And also, you could still call him just the president. You don't say former president Jimmy Carter. Like we know he's not the current president. You're just being an asshole because you don't let, you're trying to do anything you can to try to diminish him. And you can't do that. It doesn't work. Narcissists will always have the last word. So that's just a little tip for the media. 
And thank you for listening and jerking off to this podcast. This was episode 70 of the Tim Weichselbaum Show. Y'all have a good week and sleep well and eat McDonald's.